Good evening, welcome to this week's Haunted Popcorn, following on from the last one in York. We are sticking in York. How are you doing, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. The weather's beautiful at the moment, and everybody feels better with a bit of sun. Very, so, very yeah. Hot. Hopefully it lasts for the next week, at least. It is. I think the whole of next week. Are you doing anything nice? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> could do it staying sunny for a festival. So yeah, let's stay sunny and not yeah. get pissed in the tent. Pissed in rain in the tent. But we'll get pissed in the tent. We'll get pissed in the rain in the tent. Yeah. At least if it's warm and dry, that's that's the main thing, isn't it? Warm and dry. Warm and dry. <laughs> <laughs> Try not get covered in mud and all sorts in the rain. So, as you mentioned, we're in York, and I am going to visit an interestingly named pub called sure. The Cock and Bottle. There's a lot of pubs with cock in the name, which is interesting. Yeah, what do you think that is? I'm assuming this is to do with a cockerel rather than you just you, but maybe not maybe not maybe it is what we both think it might be you don't see many like tits which could be a bird as well mm-hmm. so you got you got tits yeah. you don't have like yeah like the, the red tit as a pub or the breast and anchor or something like that you don't see yeah. stuff like that so much interesting it's like yeah. you have like red lion, red cow. Assuming this uh, an animal related potentially cock and bottle, slug and lettuce. It's usually two things are related, like slug and lettuce. Obviously, mm-hmm. slugs eat lettuce or whatever. Cock and bottle. So it's a cockerel. They drink from a bottle. They what? What's the relation between? Could be a um, and a Is that a joke? What's the relationship between the chicken and the bottle? No. I thought I was the, the. I thought you were going to tell me the punchline then. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like farming type thing that they have the the chickens and the bottle of drink. Don't know. I didn't get that far in my research. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Disappointing. Very sorry. I'm back to school for that one. However. I think you quite like this one. Um, so we're going to take a uh, a deeper look at the tales surrounding the Cock and Bottle pub in York, where a publican, sure. Dave Byrne, has encountered a different kind of spirit. Like we've mentioned before, those are the paranormal variety. Cheesy. Easy. Well, I didn't lead in with the most paranormal pub in York. At least I didn't go there. And it, it doesn't state that it is the most paranormal pub in york so makes a change i like the, is it a fat roof on there um or is it i can't tell no it's it's a tiled roof i think oh looks looks a bit odd yeah it is a strange looking pub sort of in the middle of it looks like over to this bit it looks a bit modern and then not so modern mm. it looks it's got a bit of a weird weird vibe about it that like anywhere where the um the windows look a bit 
bent out of shape with the wood and stuff like that. And that's at an angle just there. So I don't know. Yeah. All this bit, bit weird, bit weird. But Dave Byrne, um, who at that point when he owned it, had noticed peculiar occurrences since taking over the pub. Despite the walls being two inches thick and solid, strange noises and vibrations have been experienced, leading Dave to remain perplexed. And that's what he said. He said you can you can hear these noises, some knocking noises and whatnot, but they're like super thick walls, which you don't get in like properties nowadays. And it like old school properties, got real big thick walls. Even the internal mm. walls in this place are thick. Mm. Further oddities have transpired, including pictures falling off the walls and the gas switch to the beer pump being turned on without explanation. Again, I don't know. I don't know. But Dave's most chilling encounter involved a ghostly spectre that allegedly followed a female customer into a toilet cubicle. Ah. So, yeah. <clears throat> Bit of an lots odd, of, bit of lots an odd of one. Toilet, toilet ones, isn't there? Mm. But you think though, maybe it was toilet now. But it might not have been a toilet back then. True. So it could, it could have been so. And I, I mean, the beer pump being turned on without explanation is a bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't really know much about what beer pumps, how easy they are to turn on or anything. But no, like things falling off the wall. Yeah, I mean, things fall off in it, it just happens. Yeah, depends how they're hung up, I suppose. If they're on a nail on a wall, a bit different to sort of being blue tacked or stuff like that. But there's sometimes when like glasses fall off sides and stuff, like, yeah, that can just happen. But then sometimes where like it was nowhere near the edge and it must have, (laughs) yeah, slid. Or the one when we talked to Greg Bryant and that bar where like the Glasses on like big deep hooks. Yep. So you have to actually lift up to get it off the hook. So mm-hmm. if that to fall off on its own is a bit a bit weird. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But some of these, it it could be anything. But Dave believes that the ghost haunting the cock and bottle may be that of George Villiers. May not recognise the name. However, George was the Duke of Buckingham who lived around 300 years ago, a legend has it that after the Royalist army's defeat at Worcester in 1651, the Duke retreated to York to pursue uh, alchemy research in an attempt to turn base metals into gold. And his laboratory occupied this very site where the cock and bottle stands today, allegedly. Ah. So accounts of ghostly sightings at the pub stretch back decades. So in 1971, Sylvia Steele, wife of a former landlord, Jack Steele, witnessed a particular peculiar apparition. As she prepared to open for the evening, she suddenly felt an intense gaze upon her. Turning swiftly, she spotted a grey shape with a green coat standing against the bar, which began fading away almost instantly. Regulars identified it as the duke's ghost so dave then started to research cock and bottle and has uncovered fascinating history intertwined with its poltergeist visitor so during the 60s the council widened the road 
uh, and Skeldergate, where it is, leading to the demolition of about 10 feet of the pub's frontage. Later, two cottages at the rear were also demolished to expand the pub. Excavations in the cellar unveiled a remarkable 13th century vase, now exhibited at the John Smith's Museum in Tadcaster, and beams dating back to the 17th century still adorn the interior of the cock and bottle, testaments to sort of its long past that it's, it's still got all of this history there. Mm. So the cock and bottle present, presents an amalgamation of historical intrigue and paranormal activity. Pub landlord Dave Burns experiences along with the previous stuff and the pub's rich history do lend credence to the notion that the ghostly presence haunting the establishment could indeed be that of the Duke of Buckingham. But as always, a lot of these tales are more anecdotal. There's no, got no evidence. It's all anecdotal um, from regulars that are in there. And, and obviously you don't know if some of it's to drum up a bit of trade because there were a lot of haunted pubs around, which. Mm. And the, thing with, the thing with pubs is when they have the license to sell alcohol, I think most, if not all, have license that says the license says it had to have CCTV um, inside and outside. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you think that had they got CCTV, would there be more footage if all these haunting pubs mm. and all these things happening, things falling off or glasses falling off or doors opening, things turning on? Yep. Like, let's get, get some footage. Let's get some yeah. footage of the beer gas turning itself on. And yeah. Yeah. Like that would be, that'd be obviously lead, obviously give a lot of credibility to a lot of what is anecdotal, like you say. And I think that that is the problem. I mean, uh, you, you watch places uh, like programs like Crime Watch and some of these, like, uh, police programs and they always seem to be able to get video footage from inside the pub or outside of a pub mm. and i know there there's a hotel that we speak about a lot and they've got cctv cctv everywhere and they do capture stuff so why are we not seeing stuff at these kind of places where they like you mentioned as part of their license they've got to have cctv so i don't know it just It'd be very helpful. It would be very helpful to all, all the landlords out there get some CCTV. Yeah, even if you think it's a bit weird and a bit scary, it will help. <laughs> and you can blow out people's faces, so you can abide by GDPR. As yes, yeah, and we can. can do that for you. Send it in. <laughs> so that is the cock and bottle in Skelders Gate in York. Cool. I was thinking of the name as well. We talked about the name and Cock and Bottle because there's quite a few pubs called the Cock and Bull, mm -hmm. which was kind of makes sense because farm animals and stuff. Yep. I was thinking throughout that, like Cock and Bottle, I was trying to think of a reference. I just couldn't think of one. I'll have to Google it later. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Most pubs have, like, obviously the name as history and stuff and, and that. So, yeah, I'll have a look at some cock later. <laughs> 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 oh god so that's not a google search though is it that's yeah, a straight no, what's, what's straight website 
So, yeah, let's move on swiftly. <laughs> so I'm looking at a couple of pubs from Yorkshire. And I sometimes with this with these pubs, you can find loads. So sometimes when you look in and lots of places mention the same pubs, yep. you can get lots of information and stories and all sorts from them. And sometimes you just can't find much at all, which is kind of frustrating. So for, my, for me this week, I've got two pubs. Just a little cool. bit about each one, just because I thought the stories themselves are interesting. And it actually leads on from your pub. Okay. Which, uh, which we'll we'll see in a minute. So I'm not in York. I'm headed still in Yorkshire. So for the first one, I'm going to head to Leeds, a little bit south of Yorkshire. I'm going to go to a pub called the Cardigan Arms. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Very striking looking yeah. gold fronted building there. Very nice. Uh, very nice. But in this one, comes up in a lot of places, a lot of websites, a lot of people talk about it, but there wasn't much actual information. So, but the, but the stuff I've got is just because it's all sort of kind of related to the same thing and relates to your pub. Yeah. I wanted to to keep it in. So, the Cardigan Arms is a historic pub. It's situated on the suburb of Kirkstall in Leeds. Okay. And it has a rich history dating back to the mid 19th century. So, not as old as some of the pubs we've talked about, though it looks quite. It's quite old, yeah. It's known for its unique Victorian architecture and is a prominent example of a Victorian gin palace. Oh, it it kind of looks like that when you sort of look like it. Yeah, a bit, a bit palacey. It does, yeah, quite regal. Mm. It was originally built in 1896 by the local Kirkstall Brewery, which was one of the many breweries in Leeds during that time. The pub takes its name from the 7th Earl of Cardigan, James Thomas Brudenell, who is best known for leading the charge of the Light Brigade during the Crimean War. So, a bit of history. Yeah. A bit of history there. On October 13, 2006, so this is kind of one story. It's got a couple of things to it. And you mentioned the woman being followed into the toilet earlier. Yeah, I've had quite a few where things happen in toilets, toilet doors like opening and hearing people walk past the cubicle and stuff. So three separate women all experienced something around the same time in this pub, in the toilet. So this is why I was sort of wanting to talk about this. And you know, like I said, not much about it. Just these little three little anecdotes are pretty cool. So one of the women... Briefly saw the reflection of a middle-aged elderly woman with long, straight grey hair in the mirror while she's in the toilet. Wow. Turns around. No one there. Another one of the girls, she was waiting outside. Toilet toilet doors, cubicle doors closed. Toilet flushes. So she's, like, waiting for them to come out. No one comes out. So she actually opens the door and there's no one in there. Okay. The toilet was flushing. And another one, similar to the first one, she said she had a bit of a feeling of uneasiness before, like she went in the toilet. And when she was in the toilet, she again, losing the mirror, with makeup on, putting some lipstick on, 
and she too saw a, a, a figure stood behind in the mirror. So I was thinking it's just someone coming in the toilet like you do. It's just the toilet in the pub. Yeah. And I'm putting the makeup on. When she went to leave, no one there, no one else in the toilet. She's just there. I think the, you see a, a lady, an old lady in a mirror, and you turn around and they're not there. That's like the stuff of horror films. Mm. That's kind of like every kind of cutscene on a, a horror film where they, you flick around and there's there's no one behind you. So that that would be quite terrifying, I think. I think it's interesting that three different people had mm-hmm. something happen in this one toilet. Yeah. All, all around the same time as well. Not too long ago. No, Probably like quite... early 2000s. So it's... Yeah, it's quite recent, really. Just a bit, uh, bit weird, bit weird yeah. that one. I like that one. No, that's cool. Uh, I like the toilet theme we got going on today. <laughs> Let's see if we've got any more in the next pub. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the black bull, as I mentioned, a bull, animals again, farm animals. The black Ooh. bull in Horworth. That's a good picture. It's quite striking. It's very nice. Yeah, it's a good picture. I like that. Upper spooky, sorry. yeah, Upper spooky, creepy pub. So this pub is in Keithley, so staying in Yorkshire again. And it's one of the oldest pubs in Yorkshire, so we're going a bit older now. But its history traced back to the 16th century. Okay. Currently situated next to the Anglican Church, and is known as the home of the Brontes, the 19th oh. century literary family. Yeah, Vincent, I think it's Charlotte's. Grave I've been to in, in Scarborough. It's one okay. of them buried up there. Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I'm not very good at literature. I think my mum was a big fan of the Bronte sisters. Anne and Charlotte. Anyway, one of the Bronte brothers, Branwell Bronte, was known to visit the Black Bull a bit too often. He was an alcoholic and a opium addict. Lovely. He would while away his days drinking copious amounts in the bar before dying at age 31. So, pretty young. Lived but fast, got, died young. Fast, nice. yeah, fast and young. According to legend, <laughs> it seemed that he found it difficult to stay away from the pub after his death. Oh. There's a bell that's inside the pub, which Bramwell used to ring when he wanted being, to be served, and that still rings every night. Ah. No one's there. That's quite cool. And over the past decades, locals have been said to hear the bell even after the pub's closed, which is even more weird. And various owners have claimed that they've woken in the middle of the night to hear it ringing and gone downstairs to investigate, and no one's there. Why is this not on CCTV, Ash? Why are they not recording this? If it happens that frequent... Get it on CCTV. So, yeah, if if it's repeatable and can be measured, that's science right there. You can, it's known. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a chair, an original chair that belonged to Branwell, and his ghostly shadowy figure has been seen multiple times sitting in the chair and then suddenly disappearing. Cool. And his figure, his spirit, has also been seen crossing the cobbles of the main street 
to the chemist where he would get his opium from. Nice. So it seems that this Branwell Bronte definitely sticking around. Yeah. And he's Bob ringing the bell, sitting in his chair, going to the chemist, get his drugs. Sound like he had a good time in life. Why not carry <laughs> it on? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not? Probably a bit famous, had a bit of money, spend your time. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the original bloody, Yeah, original kind of wild child socialite. Drink, drugs, money. Yeah, why not? Right next, right next to the church as well, which is yeah. just there. Yeah. That is a great don't, picture. Don't confess your sins after you've been to the pub. <laughs> I bet that could uh, tell a few stories, that church. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, that's just two quick but interesting stories I found. Like I say, there wasn't that much on them, but I just thought they were pretty cool. Uh, and the one with the toilet, there's three different people yeah. having to say similar stuff in the toilet. It was a bit... Yeah, yeah, odd. Weird. Yeah, nice one, nice one. So, yeah, that is this episode of Haunted Pupquil. And we're going to stick around in Yorkshire for a bit more time yep. yet. So join us next time. Yep.